0: You may think that's a pretty simple topic, and it should be, because sending money around the world is becoming more and more common in our businesses and in our lives. But if you send money abroad with older methods, you're probably not going to get the exchange rate that you see on Google. They might mark up that rate to make extra money or charge you a big fee or both. Basically, using a traditional service to send money abroad is like going to McDonald's for a salad. They have it, but other people do it way better. Instead, use TransferWise. TransferWise gives you a great rate and charges a low fee every time you send money to over 70 countries. Basically, TransferWise uses smart technology that makes their transfers more efficient and they have a lot of clever people dedicated to one single thing, making international finance more fair. It's like how new websites make it cheaper and faster to book plane tickets. TransferWise do the same thing, but for money to travel. And their borderless accounts lets you hold over 40 currencies at once and convert them whenever you like. Don't take my word for it though. TransferWise has 4 million customers who save millions in bank fees every day. Test them out for free at transferwise.com. Dot com slash yoga girl or download the app. Again, that's transferwise.com slash yoga girl. Hi and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Hi everybody! Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> it's been a little while since I sat down just on my own to record this show. Uh, the last two weeks of podcast episodes have been the what scares you episode. So the things that we recorded with our teacher training group. So it's been about three weeks ago. Um, it was three weeks ago that I last sat down just me and the mic to to talk to you. So as always, whenever <laughs> I feel like I'm skipping an episode, kind of not skipping, skipping an episode, but I'm so used to having this entire hour to myself every single week just to share and open my heart and vent and speak that um, I really it's, it's like I feel like something's missing <laughs> when I don't do it for a while. Um, of course the past two episodes have been super super beautiful we've had such amazing response if you haven't heard them grab a box of tissues and listen into the what scares you episodes because they are so heartfelt and beautiful. Um, So speaking from the heart <laughs> right now What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's happening? What's up happening in my life? There's been, uh, there's been a lot going on for me over the past couple of weeks. There's been um, many a realization, many epiphanies, many, so many things for me to, to share and open up and talk to you about. But I thought I would, um, as usual, open this week's episode just with a really deep breath. So let's take it together, go ahead and inhale all the way in, and let it out. Hmm. So what's new? (laughs) I have had a really, really both equally beautiful and challenging um, past month. So uh, I've had very, very, very little time off this fall uh, and I knew all year was kind of leading up to this fall um, because we had so many programs and retreats and trainings with very little space or time in between. And actually, we we've done that for uh, two years in a row. And last year, I remember telling the team, like, "Oh my God, we can't have retreats retreats and training this close together. Like, it's just I need you know we all need time off in between." And and there's something about the scheduling or the dates or I just I. Can't even remember how. Um, but this year it just happened again where we had um, first a retreat and then only two days of space and then a 23 day teacher, teacher training and then a week of space and then another retreat. <laughs> so, um, and I kind of have had this, you know, it's almost like it's a month and a half, almost two months of, of programs that we have. And uh, it's kind of been what this whole year has been leading up to because I know it's a challenging and like very intense fall. And And then somehow I decided to go do Path of Love in Sweden to assist Path of Love in Sweden. So actually this fall was, you know, I was 10 days assisting a really intense process and then had just a couple of days of traveling and I had my birthday and then came home and then immediately we had a retreat and then immediately we had the training and then a little bit of space and now we're diving straight into the next retreat. So the past month or month and a half, I have had very very little to absolutely no time to breathe in the in-between and uh, I'm kind of used to working really hard and really intensely for long periods of time without space or without a break Um, so honestly I don't know what it was about this period that was different for me than other periods of my life Uh, I, I work hard all the time I mean I work all the time uh, I don't have, and, and, you know, I, I love the fact that I don't have this kind of nine to five job or Monday through Friday, I sit in an office and, you know, then I go home for the weekend. Um, I work for myself. So I make my own hours. I choose to work this hard. I choose my own schedule. But the challenge, what's become a big challenge for me is the fact that everything gets really blurry so the fact that I never have a weekend off ever, I mean ever, or actually the fact that I never have an entire day off ever, um, has been this thing that I just thought was kind of normal and <laughs> like, you know, I do what I love for a living and I love working and I love the people that come here for the groups and like I'm living my dream <laughs> and And the idea of like having to take scheduled time off just seemed kind of ridiculous because it's not like my life is, I'm not working a coal mine every day, you know? Um, So my life is kind of blurred into this thing where I wake up in the morning and, you know, I'll have an hour or something with the baby and then I open my computer, I grab my phone and I'm either on my phone or on my computer or on or working or in meetings or emails or, you know, leading groups or teaching or whatever until I go to bed and then I wake up the next day and then I do the same thing so even during like okay if I you know have a scheduled something that I'm not you know supposed to work for a couple of hours like I still have my phone present I'm still posting to social media I'm still an Instagram story I'm still in my mind planning for the next week and putting out fires and things happening in the company and you know even during scheduled time off like I'm not ever off like at all and I've had a challenge kind of communicating this at all because I live a really privileged life and anytime I uh, say anything that sounds like a complaint especially publicly in social media I get so much judgment sent back my way about what could I possibly complain about you know I have this great life and you know people out there are starving or struggling or have to leave their kids all day long to go work all day long and you know so I'm, I'm kind of super sick of defending myself all the time really really am and I know that there's like you know 95% of everybody that listens um, you know where I'm coming from and you totally feel me and and you get it and then there's that 5% that think that I'm conceited or you know smug or arrogant or stupid or uh, that I should stop complaining and just be super grateful for everything all the time and the thing about being grateful for everything all the time is that it's 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 fake (laughs) we all go through periods in our time in our lives that just where things aren't great all the time of course we can find things to be grateful for every day I have a million things to be grateful for every day um, but if I were to pretend you know, whenever I get into a challenging situation or a difficult time and kind of pretend like things aren't difficult and just like oh but gratitude gratitude you know love and light butterflies rainbows it's not really real so <laughs> I think acknowledging the fact that things get difficult sometimes doesn't take away from the fact that you know you you know that you live a privileged life and that you have many things to be grateful for. These things can totally coexist. And ignoring our hardships or pushing them away or pretending like, pretending like they're not there is not healthy or good for anybody. Um, but I have had kind of a hard time, this, at least this fall, communicating, which I normally do really well. Like I normally just speak my heart and my mind super freely, super clearly. Um, and I just I've had a hard time speaking on this for 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 a variety of reasons, but. I have over the past month and a half kind of pushed myself really, really, really hard. And <laughs> the f- interesting thing is I, I when I got really into astrology at the beginning of the year and I was uh, still very into astrology, but when I kind of had my eyes open to astrology at the beginning of the year, my astrologer, Deborah, she, one of the first things she told me, she said, this is the year where your body won't be able to keep up with your pace anymore for the first time in your life. And I was like, what? Like, I don't keep a crazy pace. Like, this is just my life. Like, I, she's like, no, like, this is like the pace you keep. It seems normal to you. But it actually, you know, it's it's not a normal thing to to have this much energy for this many things and work this hard and keep up this pace all the time without slowing down. Like, actually, it's not. It shouldn't be a standard. You know, everybody needs to rest. And you just have the kind of chart and personality and background and all these things where um, rest doesn't come easy to you and it's something that you have to really practice and work on. Um, and I remember one of the first things she said, she said, oh, when people tell you to, to relax, it probably bugs you. Doesn't it just annoy you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I've never spoken that out loud. But yeah, people telling me like, hey, you need to relax. You need to sit down. You need to take a break. You know, it like it annoys me because I, I just, I, I had never I've never felt that need in my life. I sometimes feel like I can get annoyed with other people. Like, man, everybody else is so slow. Like even in my own home, my own family life, Like Dennis getting out of the house with Dennis and the baby. They are both so, I mean, of course, she's a baby, but like, you know, there's like a gazillion things that will distract them. And they're like, you know, tying their shoes forever and then forgetting things. And I'm like in the car honking, like, can we just go already? Like, I just, I have a lot of fire and I operate at a high pace always, no matter what I do. But Deborah told me that she said, this is the year that your body won't be able to keep up if you're not careful. So one of the major things or major takeaways that I had from the beginning of the year was um, this kind of the practice of slowing down, I guess. So where before, you know, I would go take a yoga class and then like hop back to work and, and that was it. And even if I had a, a, you know, super dynamic yoga class, and then maybe sometimes in Shavasana, I'm like, my mind is really busy of things. Like, I wouldn't think of that as a bad thing. I would just think like, oh, you know, I don't need a lot of time for meditation. I'm not one of those people that sit in meditation for an hour a day. Like, I can sit for five minutes in the morning, and that's it for the day. And the the idea of scheduling rest or scheduling vacation or scheduling space, it was just totally abnormal to me. Um, I mean, I've never done that. I've never felt the need to do it. So I just keep going. I, I don't know. I don't know how, to, how else to explain it. But that's what Deborah told me. And that's kind of, that's why I, I you know, I got a bathtub for the house. I started taking regular baths. Um, <laughs> I, I actually started uh, doing the astrology course. So like I've, I, I'm kind of halfway through level one, I've missed a bunch of classes because I've been too busy, but of, uh, uh, of, uh, of, of the astrology course to kind of to become an astrologer or to learn even more about astrology. And for the first class that we had, uh, they, the teacher would go through everybody in the class, there was like nine or 10 people in the class that would go through each person's chart. And then depending on like what's going on in their lives and what the chart says and personality traits and missing elements and things like that, each person would get, uh, get assigned a piece of homework like this week and it would be something really practical like for some people it was like this week you have to go home and be really romantic with your partner like you have to really like ignite your your kind of your sexual energy it's really dormant um for some people it was like okay this week you have to make a really detailed plan for the things you have to really get done this week so like no procrastination that was part of that person's chart a bunch of people, I think two or three people got uh, the assignment to, for that week, send something back at a restaurant. Like part of their personality was uh, really, you know, being uncomfortable with with confrontation or standing their ground or standing up or speaking up for for themselves. So it was like the next time you get like your coffee order wrong or you don't get what you ordered at a restaurant or whatever to actually speak it out loud and send it back. Like weird kind of homework like that. It was really interesting. And what kind of homework did I get? (laughs) Um, The lady was like, So, Rachel, you are going to meditate this week every day (laughs) um, for 20 minutes, and you're going to sit. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, I meditate a lot. Um, I just like, you know, 20 minutes, like twice it, like, you know, that's just not. I can't, like, my schedule does not allow that. Like, you know, I, I have things to do. I have a toddler. I have a big business. Blah, blah, blah. She was like, okay, um, how about you go, you know, do, how about some yoga? Do you Have you ever done some yoga? Like, you know, we, we're not super personal in the group. I'm like, yeah, like, I practice yoga every day. She was like, hmm, okay, well, what is an untraditional way for you to slow down? Like a way, something that you don't already do. So it can't be, you know, a little bit of meditation. It can't be asana practice. It can't be a bath. She said it has to be something out of your comfort zone and strange. Uh, for homework, but it has to involve slowing down and taking a break. And I couldn't find a single thing. I, 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 I felt like the stupid person in class because I was like, I, I couldn't think of a way for me to do that. So in the end, she assigned me, she's like, hey, every day for the next three days or seven days, or I can't remember. Every day when your toddler goes to bed, you're going to go into the bedroom with her when she's asleep and you're going to lie down on the floor, flat on the ground, next to her when she's sleeping for seven minutes. And I was like what am I supposed to do? She's like you're 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 supposed to lay there. And I'm like well I can't nap in the day. I'm not a napper like I never was able to nap. She's like no, you don't have to nap. You're going to just lay there. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking homework ever. So it's like everywhere I go different people whatever, you know, like body worker or yeah all the astrologers that I'm seeing I saw another astrologer last week you know a Vedic astrologer um told me the same thing like everybody tells me the same same kind of stuff again and again like you need to slow down you need to make space for rest and all the time my mind is like yeah 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 like this is dumb you guys don't get it (laughs) other people need to rest I don't need to rest I'm not the type of person who needs rest like I just operate at a different frequency and I think part of me has been like a little bit smug about that almost like you know like like resting is for for slow people I don't know like I'm the type of person like I don't need to rest you know like I'm better than resting I don't need to rest like I I have more energy than everybody else I don't have to do it so I've kind of like held on to this idea that just like I don't know like Dennis will nap on the couch like once a day or every other day like he takes a nap (laughs) that's just totally normal like the baby takes a nap and I sit there with my computer and I work (laughs) that's just what it is so all of this stuff was kind of leading me into this very, very intense period of of work. And of course, if I th- look back at this year, I can't think of a time where I have had space or slow down. And, and wherever I go, it's like, well, you know, this coming period of time, it's really busy, but then we're going to take a break or then we're going to do something else. Like we're going to like it's not going to be this. It's just intense right now. And like, you know, we have, we have the launch of the big new brand and the launch of the new platform. So after that, it's going to, it's going to be a little easier and it's just never easier. You know, it's the thing. And I've been saying this for like the past, I don't know, seven years. Like we're just in a very busy period right now. We're always in a busy period. Everything is growing. (laughs) Like the business is growing. Everything is getting more intense. Uh, and in the middle of that, I had a forking baby. Like, did that help me slow things down? Did that, slow my life down no i have a toddler right now who is how old is she she's gonna be 21 months old is she already 21 no 20 no oh my god she's gonna be 21 months old i and I was always one of those people who hate it when people say months, but I get it now because I can say she's one and a half because she's way older than that. But I can say that she's two because she's way younger than that. So I have to say it until she's two. I'm going to I'm going to stick with the months. Anyway, she's going to she's going to be 21 months old. She is never still like holy forking shirt balls, this child like, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Like we run around all day. She tells me stories all day. All we do is play and run and jump and talk and swim. And you know, it's, the best, it's the best, it's the best. But then, you know, twice a day, like once a day, she takes a three hour nap. (laughs) I don't do that. Um, But you know, this whole year has been kind of leading us into this, you know, intense period. And whenever we do things that aren't related to retreats and trainings, I don't count that as work in the same way, because when I'm in, immersed in a training or in a retreat, it's like 24 hours a day, literally, it's like from early morning to late evening, super present with a group, and the energy it takes to hold that, a big group of, you know, we take 53 people in each group, It's it takes a lot from me. It doesn't drain me because I love it, and it also fills me up, but it just, it takes a lot of presence to do that, I guess. So for me, when I have an intense period of a lot of groups, that feels like a heavier working period than a normal like couple months where I'm just like doing my normal really intense job. So and also, of course, when I go into like retreats and programs, I do that plus my regular really intense job. So it's it's really intense. So I had all of this in the back of my mind, like all of these people telling me to slow down and then Deborah's words like your body is not going to keep up. And I was like, I didn't really know what that meant because, of course, I have, you know, back pain from time to time, which I know is related to stress and things like that, also emotional but i just didn't know what she meant because i'm never really sick like very 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 like i never get headaches um i i've never have stomach stuff like i just i don't have one of those you know Super rarely get a cold. Um, I don't have one of those things that you know, like comes back again and again. Like I have a lot of friends that have migraines, or um, I don't know. Like my sister has a stomach thing that always comes back. Like I just don't have that. I have my back pain that comes and goes, but that's it. And she just said, she's like, I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna manifest, but it's gonna be like a thing. It's gonna be a thing that that stops you if you don't stop first. Um, So I had that in the back of my mind, and then we did all the things, and Path of Love was really intense, and then (laughs) traveling, and then came home the retreat which was really beautiful and really intense had two days off which kind of was the worst thing ever (laughs) because you know the two days in between it's it was it was it was almost like cruelly little time because the moment I just like kind of took a breath then we picked it back up so it was very very intense and on the last day of the retreat I started feeling this little tickle in the back of my throat and i was like oh like i haven't had a throat thing in a really long time this is a little tickle like nothing else um and took the two days um still had that little thing but i was like it's going to be fine like you know it's going to go away. And basically, I started the first day of our 23 teacher training um, with this kind of throat pain that I was full force ignoring, because I didn't have space. I just I didn't have time. I didn't have space to sit down and listen to my body and evaluate like, hey, because there was just no option for me to slow down. Um, I, I can't, you know, when I, when I have a group schedule, I can't go like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, uh, 51 people that, you know, spent your life savings to come here and like took you know booked this two years ago and took a month out of your life to be here i have a little throat thing (laughs) so uh, we're just gonna cancel like you know like there's no option for me other than just to be super grateful that each one of those people is present and to just like go all in and and kill it like there's just that's that's it um so of course we had an amazing training it was absolutely amazing the group was super beautiful my favorite moments in life and i really looked back at this when i was i'm reevaluating a lot of things and I'm, i was really stepping back to look at which moments in my in my work life or my day-to-day life really bring me joy and stepping into the luna shala with a floor you know covered with people mat to mat in complete silence taking a breath and then speaking the first words out loud for a, a training group or a retreat group i mean the kind of electricity and the air in the room in that moment. Um, You know, the moments when we're all setting our intentions together, we're kind of beginning to open, open our hearts, open those little doors to the parts of ourselves that we haven't looked at in a long time. And, you know, there's, there's hard things and there's pain and there's trauma and there's sorrow. And there's feeling like you don't belong. Like we have all of these, all of these histories and, and pasts from 50 plus people merging in one space. And then, I get to be the one to hold space for all of that to open up, for all of that to to release, to for something brand new to arise in each and every person in that room, and then tie everything together and build something like. It's very hard to explain if you haven't been in one of these groups, but I was looking at this, and then that moment, that first moment of just, mm, there's something. It's like a drug. It's kind of like a drug. I I I wouldn't stop it. I wouldn't let it go for for anything. I mean, it's, it's what I live to do teaching in that in that room. So it's not like I'm kind of going into these trainings, and oh, everything is hard, and everything is difficult, not at all. I love it. I love it. I love it. I meant to do it. The problem is not having any space, adequate space before or after to rest. Right. And the problem is not being able to just do that. Um, But diving into that to that training, you know, kind of sick, um, holding the space for this huge group. I mean, we go from early morning to late evening, no days off, like just go, go, go. And then whenever I have a lunch break, like I'd have like an interview or I would have like we're hiring new people and I had to like, you know, look over resumes or, um, you know, recording a damn YouTube video or recording this podcast or like answering 5,000 emails. Like, you know, I, all the in-between moments. It's not like I'm just kind of going home, sitting down on the floor with my baby, having a cup of tea and decompressing. Like, no, every space in between is filled with all the other work that I have to do to to keep everything running in my day to day. So of course, as this training progressed, my health, my body just got worse and worse and worse. And I knew it was one of those things where if I lean into the fact that I'm sick, it's gonna blossom, you know, like when you, like, I've never ha- actually had that because I, I don't take vacations, but um, like, like working really hard, and then you stop, and then you go on vacation, and you get sick. Like, I kind of had that feeling, like if I would just lean into this and fully accept like, hey, I'm really not well. Because every day I would wake up with this super crazy, crazy pain in the back of my throat. I was super stuffy. Uh, My nose was like running the whole time. I had like my ears got blocked, like I had all that stuff. Um, but, and I was really terrified for a while that I was going to lose my voice. Cause if I lose my voice, I can't do shit. I can't teach. I can't lecture. I can't do anything. Um, but my voice stayed, which was really good. But every day I was just progressively feeling worse, but not allowing myself to really get sick. So I was like pushing it away with a stick. Like, no, 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 ignore, 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 ignore. I have to kind of like rally through these days. And then when this training is over, then whatever has to come up can come up then. And how did that work out for me? Not great. <laughs> Not great, I can I can tell you that. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Not only am i vegan but i also live on the small desert island of aruba we have so many fruits vegetables and vegan options here but sometimes they're hard to find at the supermarket to make sure i stay on top of my vitamin and mineral intake i add a multivitamin into my daily routine but not just any vitamin my routine is ritual with ritual two daily capsules with breakfast give me the nine essential nutrients women lack the most and it's vegan you might be surprised to learn that most multivitamins aren't doing women any favors they can be full of ingredients we don't want to be anywhere near but not Ritual. Ritual redesigned their vitamins from the ground up. For obsessive label readers like me, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. You can head to their website right now to take a look. Ritual contains only the nutrients you don't get enough of in your diet. From D3 to omega-3, Ritual fills the gaps in women's diets all with a fresh minty flavor and no fishy aftertaste. And whenever the time comes for Dennis and me to start discussing baby number two, Ritual is the prenatal vitamin Reborn. It delivers everything from DHA to folate that women need at all stages of their pregnancy. For added convenience, Ritual is subscription-based. For a dollar a day, Ritual is delivered right to your door. Not good at keeping on top of your vitamin game, Ritual understands and lets you easily snooze your subscription if life gets in the way. But I have a feeling that like me, ritual will become your new ritual too. Whether you're living life or creating it, why not add some good looking science into your daily routine? Visit ritual.com slash yoga girl to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. I've never been sick with a group before. Never, not once have I. And I have led—I don't know—hundreds of retreats. I mean, I, I kid you not, hundreds of them. I have never been sick. Never, not once. Um, next year, I have almost I have 18 or 19, 19 weeks of retreats and trainings. Um, this year, like what, 12 or 10? Like I'm—it's like once a month. I do one. I'm never sick. And now here we are. And I was like, you know kind of communicating to the group because it's a very open, we practice radical vulnerability in our trainings and in our retreats. So I'm really open with the group, sharing how I'm feeling. But at the same time, I couldn't allow myself to let myself go all the way because I still had the responsibility of holding everything together. So things got to a point where I had to go to the doctor. The doctor said I had um, severe pharyngitis, which is severe throat infection, that like glands in the back of your throat, whatever they're called in, in English. In Swedish, we call them the throat almonds. <laughs> it's the cutest word ever. Um, they were like golf balls in the back of my throat, everything red, you know, I could barely swallow. I mean, waking up, like, and it was the worst in the morning and the evening, which was pretty good for our training schedule, because middle of the day, I could, like, pop two ibuprofens and power through. Um, And this doctor, eventually, she was like, you know, I know you're totally against antibiotics, and because I I, I don't think I've been on antibiotics since I met Dennis, Um, which is, we're going on 10 years. Um, We had to put the baby on antibiotics when she had a crazy, crazy ear infection when she was really little, and I fought that tooth and nail um and it was the same doctor so she was like hey like you i know you know you're in this training you can either choose can you like take stop everything and just rest maybe this will get better and I'm like well I don't have that option she's like okay so I suggest um, you get an injection of antibiotics that's what we do to people who we don't trust will commit to taking all the pills (laughs) and I was like "Uh, I I don't want to inject like that sounds even worse I'm like I'll take the pills just give me the pills I'm like I'll do whatever so she prescribes me some sort of antibiotic and these giant pills and I take them twice a day every day for one week and she was even texting me to check up like are you taking that you know I took every single pill exactly as prescribed and from like the third or fourth day I got a little bit better so not better but it just stopped getting progressively worse and then I was really excited because I thought okay all of this is just gonna be better I took this pill now I, I took the antibiotic everything will be great like after a couple days I'll be back to my normal Rachel super high energy self so I can like more ass and like do this amazingly and then the seventh day I took the final pill and I woke up the next morning and I was worse than I was the week before like it was like it was like this antibiotic it was enough to kind of push back the push it back a little bit hold it off and then the day was over it just like came back full force and more and I like I woke up in the morning just crying like it was just (laughs) I don't know it was just it was just it was just too much like everything was just too much too much too much and so what did i do like what happened well i did a couple of things one i i communicated really well with the group that this is what's going on so i'm not you know demoing all the poses that i normally do and i'm not um like normally for the final week we have all these graduation classes and i normally i take every single class or like i I, i'm in the room i have my mat down Um, I I wasn't practicing, I wasn't, you know, I was like trying to get rest in the in-between. I told my team I'm going to need a lot of help and the team's totally stepped up and helped me in a lot of ways. Uh, my assistant, Jess, who assists me in the room, uh, even taught two workshops to the to the group, which was so beautiful and so amazing. And they love her. Of course, they do. So I'm like, I don't know why why we don't do this always. Like she's so amazing. So I made a lot of changes and, you know, a lot like I, I did what I could to, to get a little bit of extra help. But um, to kind of sum it all up, it was really, really hard. It was really, really hard. The last week of the training, it was really, really, really hard. And then it's also hard in a way where I'm so connected to the group and I love every single person so much and I'm so proud of them. And I'm kind of, I feel disappointed in myself. Like I could have given more of myself. That's the kind of the feeling that I always have. Like I, I can give more, I can give more, I can give more. And then The last day when I was, you know, we had our kind of closing circle and talking to each person, it's like, you've given us so much. I can't believe you were here for this, you know, all these hours spent with us and we know you were sick and with a baby and oh my God, like they were all just blown away by how much I already gave. And I kind of sat there with this expectation of like, I should, I should have done more. Like I'm disappointed in myself, in my body that I got sick um, you know, so the idea that I had in my head of like everything falls apart if i if I can't give a hundred and fifty percent all the time i I got to arrive at the realization that actually that just wasn't true, you know, I was able to so the second week of the training, Laura Hyman co-teaches or teaches with me and normally I'm present for every hour of every day and for now for her sessions I just I stayed home and I like laid on the couch and I tried to rest uh, feeling really guilty like I should really be there but then I was like you know she's the one lecturing (laughs) like I've done these lectures with her a million times before I'm not the lead person for this week like why am I you know why should I feel guilty about not being there like it's actually kind of crazy that I Push myself to be there for every single hour of everything we do every day like you know the yoga alliance like qualifications for a 200-hour training the lead teacher needs to spend like what is it like 65 or 85 hours with the group I spend like 140 hours (laughs) with the group so I don't know why I put such high expectations on myself when no one else has put them there you know and the expectations are so high that even um when my body is like forcing me to stop like I just I can't keep going at this pace because I'm like I feel like death like I woke up every morning feeling like oh my god I'm going to die like I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day and then you know I would stay home for an hour when someone else was teaching anyway and I would feel guilty about that and I think that says a lot about about what's wrong about this part of myself this inability that I have to work at a different pace. I think that kind of sums up what what doesn't work. A lot of this works for me, a lot of this fire that I have, it works in my favor, a lot of this energy that I have, it it allows me to create and manifest amazing things and it allows me to have this great business and all this stuff, but there's also something really flawed. (laughs) I, I have come to terms with that now. That is one of the biggest epiphanies I've had, that this thing that I thought was always just a super strength, like a superpower, go, 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 go. There's also something that doesn't work. There. (laughs) You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Every day, Dennis and I make a commitment to spend our meals together as a family. We're always busy and we both have a lot on the go. But this practice has been so important to us, especially since having a baby girl. These are the moments when we wind down, connect, and nourish ourselves and our daughter. Eating healthy is just so important to us, but it can be hard to maintain on top of a busy schedule. So if you're like us and looking for deliciously healthy meals that are short on prep time, try Sunbasket. With Sunbasket, you are a few simple steps away from a delicious, wholesome meal. They deliver meal prep kits with organic produce and clean, sustainable ingredients straight to your front door. That means you can completely skip the supermarket madness. All you have to do is follow the step-by-step instructions with the pre-measured ingredients and your healthy meal is on the table in 30 minutes or less. No experience in the kitchen required either. Right now, Sunbasket has more options than ever. Just go to their app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Whatever your dietary needs, Sunbasket is there for you with paleo, gluten-free, vegan, and other meal options. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, crisp produce and wholesome ingredients. Each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. See how easy it is to make mindful eating a priority and get healthy clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There's something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle, so there's time for the things that really matter, like precious moments spent at the dinner table with family. Go to sunbasket.com slash yoga today to learn more and to get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash yoga for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash yoga. And I'm 30 years old. <laughs> And I have worked nonstop every day without a vacation for the past six or seven years. Um, And now it occurred to me, you know, it's, it's, it's occurred to me the absolute blessing of my body shutting down throughout this training. (laughs) It's kind of like the universe has been banging me over the head with a brick, like, hey, how about you slow down this year? How about now that you're a mom? like you slow down a little bit. How about now when you have 35 people working on your team, you don't do everything anymore. How about now when you have the ability to you delegate. How about now you let a little bit go. How about now you soften. How about now we slow the fuck down. And I'm like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Okay, yeah, no. Maybe I'll take a bath. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I get back to that that thing like that's that 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 saying that, you know, I can sit in the bath and I can think about all the work that I have to do. And the only thing that changes from when I'm at the office is that I'm there and I'm wet. Like, if it's, if it's not changed inside of myself, it's not going to change anything at all. So, when this training ended, um, I was so sick. Uh, I was so sick. I cannot even, I, I have not been this sick in, hmm, I can't remember. Actually, I don't, maybe, maybe it's true that I've never been this sick in my life. I don't know. I don't want to make crazy statements like that. But on the second to last day, I had to go to another doctor because it was obvious that the antibiotic didn't work. I get there they put me on a breathing machine where i had to breathe in and, and, and this is me like i don't do western medicine like i don't take ibuprofen advil um all the regular stuff like it's like a last resort type of thing and i basically went to this urgent care place i was like whatever you got like bring it like i don't care like please fix me please like I need something to get through these final days. So I got to sit for like 30 minutes breathing in some sort of weird, I don't know if it was cortisone, steroids, like some sort of breathing machine. They gave me a steroid injection in my butt. I've never had a steroid injection in my life <laughs> before. Um, she gave me asthma medication, um, some sort of steroid thing, like sprayed up my nose, like all this kind of stuff and allergy pills for antihistamines um, and something else. Like I just basically went left there with like injections and inhalers and all this kind of stuff. Everything that isn't oregano oil and (laughs) colloidal silver and like the herbs and essential oils (laughs) that I normally use. But I was at my last straw. Like I thought I was, I thought maybe I won't make it. Like maybe I'm going to stand up one day and I'll like pass out in the middle of the room because I had moments where I was like, of course, like the antibiotics I took made my stomach go insane. So like my stomach wasn't working. I was super nauseous all day. I would stand up and get really dizzy like I was about to fall over. I just my everything was hurting. Like I was like a walking like zombie like I thought I was going to die. So got this little steroid shot, um, which I think helped a little bit, um, made it through the training, love my trainees so much. I was, you know, sitting in the circle on the last day, bawling my eyes out over how much I love them and the space they held for me that allowed me that, like, I don't know if, if, if without, if the group hadn't been exactly how the group was, um, maybe it wouldn't have worked out so well. Maybe something could have been, you know, bad because I wasn't able to hold it together all the way through. Um, but this, or maybe you know, um, this just shows that even if I fall apart a little bit, everything still turns out great. Like every single person who graduated this training, I would put on the Island Yoga schedule today immediately. Like immediately, the 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 quality of their teaching, the transformations that we had happened in this group, like everything was, <laughs> I don't know, I don't I, like as good or maybe even better than we've had past trainings. Maybe there was part of me that you know, letting go a little bit more that allowed people to blossom into themselves more somehow. I don't know, or it allowed the rest of the team to to step up and step in a little bit more and they got other voices too. Like I don't know. Or maybe it's just this idea that I have in my head that I have to do everything all the time and it's just not true. <laughs> it's just not true. So, I think the universe brought me all of this for me to <laughs> for me to finally recognize that brick in the head as like, you know, okay, you won't take my suggestion. You won't slow down. Well, I'm going to force you. That's basically what my body said. So everything Deborah said totally came true. The training ended. I spent the two days following the training, uh, crying (laughs) pretty much. Um, like just, from exhaustion and also joy and also like I was just so emotional I think there's a part of of me always doing everything and keeping everything together that when I can't I feel like a complete failure and it makes me extremely emotional and it triggers all of these old childhood wounds and uh, I was basically a puddle on the floor for for two days after this training And then, and then something kind of interesting happened. (laughs) Okay. Two days after the trading, I'm I'm puddled on the floor. We have two of our best friends, Pablo and Laura. Um, Laura is one of my best friends from Costa Rica. I've known her forever. They come to Aruba every year around November. And when they booked this trip, I remember being like a little tentative, like, oh, it's going to be right after this training. And I don't know if it's going to be like, if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be really tired and I'm going to have so much work to catch up on after the training, because I know the training makes it hard for me to keep up with everything else. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take any time off. Like, I'm going to have to really like work hard to catch up with everything. And they really wanted to go to Bonaire. Every year they come to Aruba, they have a dive shop in Costa Rica, and they are dive, super avid divers. Um, and every year they want to go to Bonaire, and every year I'm too busy for us to go to Bonaire. Um, so Laura was like, hey, this year we're going to book a Bonaire trip. Like you have like this week off in between your things. I've spoken to Dennis. Um, it's probably really good for you to get out of the house and to get away from Aruba. Like you've been so busy. And I was like, kind of dreading it, like, oh, like the thought of getting out of that training, and then I have to pack a bag, and then I have to get on a plane. Like, I, I don't like traveling anymore. Traveling to me is just another added stress. Like, I don't want to do it. But they really wanted to go. And I was like, okay, maybe it won't be so bad, you know, but at the thought of like, getting the baby out of her routine. And we're gonna stay at some like hotel, and we'll, she will be able to nap. Like all I saw were like all these because that's what my brain has become, <laughs> isn't it fucked up, that's what my brain has become, I used to love to travel, traveling was life, and I have pushed myself to the brink of, I guess, exhaustion in so many ways, that the thought of, like, going anywhere is just absolutely impossible for me, it's like, <laughs> it's it's like, I've I've pushed myself so hard, I've am so stretched spread thin I guess that's the expression that the thought of like getting on a plane it's not possible like it's like no it's too much it's too much I need to just like be in my house and like cook food in my kitchen and like make sure my baby sleeps on her regular nap schedule like I was just like dreading this thing but I agreed to it they found a place to stay I'm like okay I'm gonna let everything go you guys book whatever we'll take a couple of days in Bonaire and then they arrived. I had spent two days crying on the floor out of exhaustion and like, okay, we're going to go to Bonaire. And I was like, maybe maybe I maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll like leave my computer at home. And then it was like, "Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that sounds like a like a reasonable idea." I was like, "Uh-huh." And then I was like, "Maybe we'll have fun in Bonaire." He was like, "Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll have fun in Bonaire." And then I was like, Maybe, maybe it will be like vacation. <laughs> like it was like, I don't know. I, I can't even, like I, I could cry a little bit while laughing while saying that. Like it was like, this side of myself was like, maybe it will be like vacation. <laughs> and he was like, that's the point, you know. And I was, and I just decided, I'm like, okay, like we're going to go to Bonaire. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to leave my computer at home and I'm going to turn my phone off and keep it off the whole time. I'm going to I'm gonna be on vacation. So the idea of vacation, <laughs> and there's going to be people who listen to this who's like, I see you guys traveling all the time. Like we travel all the time for work. That's what it is. Um, and sometimes we have a little space after we've done whatever we've done for work where like we go sightseeing or something. I still work. Like I, I still work. I'm still on my phone all the time. I still answer emails when we're on the plane. Like I still... I I don't stop, okay? So the idea of vacation is like this totally foreign, terrifying, strange thing for me. Um, But at this point I was just, and I was still really sick and I was at, you know, where basically there was no other option. So I told the team, I'm like, everybody, I'm turning my phone off. If there's an actual emergency, like the studio is burning down and you see flames like coming out of the ceiling, call Dennis. (laughs) Like, don't call me, like, you know, I'm off turning my phone off completely, Um, posted something to Instagram, like we're going on the taking a little break. Bye. And then we went to Bonaire. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I just got back from a short but beautiful family vacation on our neighboring island of Bonaire. It was a spontaneous trip, so I can't even tell you all the things I forgot to pack. One thing I didn't forget though was my Quip toothbrush. That got me thinking. With the holidays just around the corner, Quip is the perfect gift for my entire family and something practical they'll use twice a day. If you haven't heard me talk about it enough by now, Quip is the next level electric toothbrush that ensures you get the best brush with every use. With sensitive sonic vibrations, this toothbrush is gentle enough for all gums. Most people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes can be way too abrasive. But Quip has found that perfect balance. To help guide you through a full and even clean, Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds so you know when to switch sides. For added convenience, Quip has a multi-use cover. If you're at home, this cover mounts to your mirror to declutter your sink and cabinet. But if you're on the go, the cover will protect your bristles, keep them clean, and make traveling with your electric toothbrush way easier, which is exactly why I packed it with Me to Bonaire. I never go on a plane without it. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes to be accepted by the American Dental Association, and it was even featured on Oprah's list. So many agree that it's the perfect toothbrush for the perfect fresh smile each and every time. That's why I love Quip and why they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer prize starting at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash yogagirl right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your gifty that. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yogagirl. Mm And what happened in Bonaire was the moment we got there. Okay, Bonaire is the most beautiful island. It's so beautiful. The island is bigger than Aruba. Aruba has like 120,000 people. Bonaire has 15,000 people or something crazy. 17,000 people. Like it's, it's so... I don't want to say deserted, but it's really, really, really small. Like, it, it, geographically, it's big, but the, the population is really small. It has the bluest ocean you've ever seen. Some of the best diving in the whole world. Like, from our, we had this penthouse apartment that we borrowed from a friend. Uh, Suzanne, if you're listening, we are so grateful. Oh, my God. Um, or a friend, old student of mine who has an apartment in Bonaire. Um and from the penthouse which is like the sixth floor up we could see turtles and like the specific type of fish in the ocean like six floors down by the dock that's how clear the ocean is it's totally out of this world there's flamingos all over the island there's pink salt lakes we used to go to bonaire every year for a retreat and we haven't done that since we opened island yoga it was actually the last um out of aruba retreat i taught was air when I was seven months or six months pregnant with a baby so we used to go all the time for work yeah of course for retreats but um I have never (laughs) since uh since since starting the whole yoga girl thing I haven't been on Bonaire for for like a vacation so we get there um and I'm of course like super agitated (laughs) that's how it started I start the ideal vacation feeling really stressed out feeling really irritable um, really annoyed with Dennis oh my god he's just ugh, I can't even explain it like I, I I don't know it was kind of like I had all this pent up stress in my body this energy of like I don't know how to slow down that instead of just softening into this not doing anything I had the first couple of days there really 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 pissed off at everything <laughs> all the time And even my friend Laura, she was like, hey, are you and Dennis not in a good place? And the thing is, we are. We are actually in a really good place. And I had to like think about it. I was like, no, you know what? I'm not in a good place. (sighs) I was saying that I get super emotional. (sighs) And it's super true. Like I am not in a good place. Or I was not in a good place, I guess. Because there's a big difference from then to now. But, and that kind of broke my heart. I'm like, okay, I'm not in a good place. I'm super, I've been so stressed out, so spent, and I'm taking it out on on him, you know? And yes, of course, there's a lot of truth. Like we've had a lot of really big conversations over the past week where, you know, I work all the time. He doesn't, he trains all the time. He sees his friends all the time. He chills all the time. He bikes, he does whatever. Like, could he over the past like year have, could he have stepped up a little bit more to to maybe you know help or support me or to to work to actually like you know like I I had to ask it was like if we had no food on the table would you train this much and he was like no like you know like there's like my level of work keeps him really comfortable and it's made him kind of lazy um and it's not you know that's not something that I'm saying it's it's not a fight we're having or anything it's just it's just a fact like it's been mm-hmm he's had a really comfortable year and I've had a really insane year. So we had really, really good heartfelt conversation about that where I got to like cry. And I think for him, he's just not, he's never in his life seen me not 110%. You know, I love working. So it's kind of probably kind of hard to live with a person who always goes, goes, goes. And then all of a sudden realize like, hey, I think I have to, change something now or maybe I have to work a little harder now because I've just always been content living that way and I haven't told him otherwise it's not not nothing is his fault or anything like that but I realized I had a lot of frustration kind of inside of me over the past month where I thought that he could have done more but I didn't say it you know so (laughs) we, we went on this vacation and it kind of came out it was like seeping out of me in a way and when she said that I was like man like no it's not at all true like like we are in a really good place like i love this man to death like we have an absolute the most beautiful family i could have ever imagined like us three him and me and loonies like it's all i need um what's more true is that i'm not in a good place and you know i have things i have to share with him like and be super truthful about and probably we should make some changes in our lives because i need him to step up now (laughs) and then i did that so super thankful that she pushed me to that place and then i did that and we had this huge clearing and uh, the decision that we made, which is crazy, <laughs> decision that we made out of that is that he's gonna go back to work. Um and and that's kinda cool. <laughs> so he, he, you know, stopped working full time when we had the baby to be more of a stay stay at home dad. And then, of course, I didn't stop <laughs> working. So he's going to now go back to work and be full time at the studio. And we have so many things to do there. And it's kind of kind of crazy and intense. And I am going to do the opposite of that. So <laughs> I'm going to slow down. <laughs> Whatever that means. But it took that whole, I mean, the week in Bonaire like I think the third or the fourth day I started enjoying myself. I didn't even enjoy myself the first few days. The baby loved it. Of course, Dennis loved it. It was super nice to be with our friends. Like we had really good dinner. It was, it was all really nice, but I had this internal kind of tension that I had a really hard time letting go of. And it took a lot of, I guess, practice (laughs) throughout this vacation. Like I had to really go swimming and like swim and swim and swim. Um, I had to read like a bunch and you know, not read because I'm to learn stuff like read business books and stupid stuff that I normally read. Um, But like read like novels, like I've read these really, really stupid romance novels and crime, like I love reading crime novels. I read one book a day (laughs) over those days. And um, it was like, I had to immerse myself in the practice of Of the practice of not working, I guess, which is the practice of just doing normal things, like just cooking and not cooking with a recipe on my phone and then catching all the messages that come in on Slack or Trello or WhatsApp or all the the work apps that I have. So I would normally like I'd cook, and cook is a way for me to wind down, but I'd have like the recipe for what I'm cooking on my phone, and then I would like work at the same time. So I would always do two things at once. I would never just cook, right? How crazy is that? I mean, I don't know if anybody listening has that same has that same habit, I guess. Like is anybody there like do you watch a movie and you're also on your phone? <laughs> do you like eat and, you know, watch TV at the same time? <laughs> do you yeah, cook and answer emails at the same time? Um like I would bike on Dennis's bike and do all my emails. <laughs> Felt like that's like super great way to multitask. <laughs> I mean, um, I would never just be immersed in one single thing at a time and it was always work in the back of whatever I was doing. The exception to that is being with a baby. So I think even though she's kind of picked up the p- kicked up the pace for me this year for sure, she's also been my only moments in in my day where I'm totally present and immersed with one thing is when I'm with her. So, but for everything else, like it was like for this vacation, I had to practice all those things. Like if I don't have my phone and also this constant urge and need to fucking document everything, what is wrong with me? (laughs) What is wrong with us? I don't know. Like... Of course, like arriving at this beautiful hotel with this amazing view, my instinct is like, oh my God, to pull up my phone and take a photo of that or film that for Instagram story. And I do so much of that all the time and I have for so many years. And it's also, yes, it's part of my work. It's part of business. It's you know the, how I get to that place in the Luna Shala where I feel like my body is electric and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in the right place. This is what I'm meant to be doing. I have that privilege and I have those people in the room because of social media. So because of me sharing things through Instagram story and posting to Instagram and taking photos and filming and all those things. So it's really hard. How do I separate that? Um, but that urge of every time something magical happens or every time something beautiful happens or there's a sunset or I don't know, like that's at, like I would like reach from my pocket, my back pocket and then I'd be like, oh yeah, wait, I'm not not taking photos of this right now. I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> and take it in (laughs) and it sounds ridiculous to say and probably I have it to an extreme because I document so much but then I also have this idea that like it's justifiable that I document so much because it's part of my job it's it is probably justifiable it's also fucking crazy (laughs) it's totally fucking crazy Um, I should not be documenting every moment of every day everything that I do I mean I shouldn't (laughs) i really really shouldn't um the fact that that when i watch a beautiful sunset that my first urge is to take a picture and i'm not alone in this i mean it's not just because i have a social media following that i'm the only one like everybody does that my friends like they're not on social media they do that too like oh my god it's beautiful we take a photo you take a photo of everything all the time to save to keep you know i take photos of the baby all the time um and that urge just catching that realizing how it's such a it's like second nature to document things that I, I started realizing the absurdity of it. Can I have like a beautiful cup of coffee and not have to take a picture of it? Can I like cook something awesome and not have to share that? Can I um, sit here with my baby and my husband and watch the sunset and just really be there and be totally present with them in that moment without feeling that anything has to be documented or shared or spoken of or captured and saved? It's It's, it's wild actually. It's totally, totally wild. And and catching that and realizing that every time I have that pull to go for my phone, it's me being pulled out of the present moment. I mean, 100%, it, it totally is. And what I normally do is like, oh, we're doing something beautiful. Oh, like I've cooked a great meal. Wait, wait, wait. Before we sit down, let me take a photo so I have it over with. So I don't want to like sit on my phone for the dinner or whatever. And then I do that. And then I put it away and I'm like good at being present with, with family and friends and dinner. And like, I'm not one of those people who like sits on her phone when with my face all the time. But I document things like at least once an hour. <laughs> like I'll pick it up and I'll like snap something and then put it back down. And I think like, okay, I'm doing that because it's part of work. Like I snap something and then I can be present. But even that, should every beautiful moment begin with wait? Let me capture it. Wait, let me do a little work here, and then I'll be present with you. Instead of like, wow, that total moment of, hey, look at this view. Like, calling for then is like hey did you see this view oh my god like standing there just kind of soaking it in breathing in that air picking up the baby to show her the sunset and just being totally present with myself not leaving myself to disappear into this idea and of course every time I pick up my phone if it's even if it's just to take a photo something is there calling for me every single time I pick up the phone to take a photo and there's like a fire or something happened and there's a drama with an employee or yeah, this and this and that happened. And we had this thing, (laughs) whatever, like, there's always a fire to put out, there's always a new email in my inbox to answer There's. it's not never ends, you know, so checking your phone all the time, all the time, all the time, it means that there's that little bit of agitated energy inside of me all the time. (laughs) And that the time this year that I can remember not having that is moments with a baby. um, Or it's I had that, what did I call it? (laughs) Oh man, I can't even remember what I call it. I had a little name for it. Project Alone Time. <laughs> when I left Sweden and I went home to be alone for a couple of days here. I had that total feeling here because there was nothing calling for my attention. You know, the baby wasn't here. Um, I, I, uh, of course, I still worked though. I mean, I, I definitely did it, but not in the same pace. And what, I, what did I do during those days? I read and I cooked and I baked and I swam. <laughs> and for this vacation, I read and I cooked and I baked and I swam. <laughs> and it took me days of doing those things repeatedly without anything else distracting me, without taking meetings, without any notifications of any kind, without anything at all, without anyone from the company sharing with me, hey, heads up, this happened. Then, you know, day four, I think it was, I started enjoying myself. <laughs> I started slowing down. Like it, it took full, full on, it took several days for that agitation to disappear from my body. And when that agitation disappeared, what happened? My body started feeling better. <laughs> like my sinuses cleared up, the throat pain started disappearing more and more. Um, like it's just, I didn't wake up with that headache anymore. My ears cleared up, like little by little, that agitation or that tension left me and When that left, it was like my body was like, okay, now I have space and freedom to heal myself. you know. And I don't need fucking steroid shots or antibiotics for that to happen. It's literally (laughs) not allowing my body any of the space that it needs to actually heal itself. Like my body can heal itself. The fact that I got sick is the symptom of not having rested. It's a symptom of being totally overworked, maybe even a little bit burnt out. I don't know how I feel about that term, burnt out. I don't like the idea of like, I'm a candle and then there's like suddenly you you burn to the ground and that's it like I don't think that that's the case um I do think that over the past years I have kept a non-human level of <laughs> of pace going and it's showing up in my body now and it's time for me to stop that's what I think um I'm not going to call it burnt out. Um, So when I made this decision with Dennis, you know, and then we started enjoying myself in Bonaire, we had the most beautiful vacation and it was actual vacation. It was the first vacation we've ever had. Literally, we had a honeymoon when we got married. It was five weeks. I mean, I still worked every day. (laughs) This is the first vacation. That's like a real vacation. We had one where we went to Colombia. It was the first year we met. So it was before I started Instagram or anything like that. Um, I was just teaching a few classes a week. Um, where well, we went to Colombia for a week and we still talk about that week as like the best vacation we ever had. And I realize now the reason we talk about that is because it wasn't the only vacation we've ever had. <laughs> Even our honeymoon. I mean, I worked and then he worked too. I mean, for sure. Like it's just been, it's just been crazy. Um, and I can sit down and I can kind of list off all the things that I've done over the past couple of years and the things I've created and the things that I've accomplished. And it's its like enough already. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think it's okay for me to stop now. (laughs) I want to figure out what it is inside of me that that pulls me toward that place so much. What it is inside of me that makes it so, so, so hard to slow down. And the fact that um, if it is my second nature to just work at this pace and then slowing down is something I have to practice. I have to learn it. I have to, I have to work at it. I have to actually, actually, actually work at it. I have to work at not working (laughs) because working all the time is easy, super easy. And that reminds me of something, this Vedic astrologer that I saw um so vedic astrology or eastern astrology is not the same as western astrology you don't have the same sun sign like instead of being a libra i'm a virgo in vedic astrology i still have sagittarius rising which is really interesting um and the first thing this guy told me he was like you're like power to create he's like your energy it's out of this world he's like your chart is it's it's absolutely unbelievable he says you can go on your whole life doesn't matter you will always create you will always create you will always be successful you'll always you know have infinite amounts of energy and then he said you probably think that this is your life's purpose right like teaching and helping these people heal and like creating this kind of community and building these things and then he like pointed around the studio like you know this thing that you made and I was like I, I guess like yeah he was like no you're you're absolutely mistaken this is not your life purpose this is just this is easy for you this would have happened no matter what he's like your life purpose is not what comes anyway your life purpose is something you work at it's something you arrive at it's a big understanding a big learning usually involving a big challenge a big obstacle he said did you have big obstacles creating this do you have obstacles creating i was like no he's like yeah don't mistake this for your life's purpose this is easy for you and then he (laughs) yeah he told me my life's purpose according to my vedic chart involves overcoming emotional discomfort or learning how to sit with emotional discomfort something along those lines i ran out of time so I, i have to I have to dive a little bit deeper into that. But I thought that that was really, really, really interesting. So here I am now, (laughs) having been on vacation, having had the best time, um, having not been on my phone at all, still not on my phone. I've posted like a couple of things, but I'm not uh, taking, you know, meetings or messages or anything. As soon as we came home, I felt a little bit stressed because then I felt this uh, immediate urge to like, wait, I have to like unpack everything in terms of business, like, what have I missed? <laughs> What's going on? Is everything okay? And then I just kind of thought that. And I was like, you know what, like, if something really wasn't okay, I would, I would have found out about that. And I'm just gonna, gonna trust that everything is okay. So in terms of, in terms of stopping, in terms of completely slowing down, then it goes back to work. So what does it, what does it mean for me? Um, I shared to Instagram that I'm going on maternity leave because that's what I'm calling it. I want to just be home and present with a baby as much as I possibly can and present with a baby with nothing else, you know, with nothing, nothing, nothing else. Um, does it mean I'm not going to do my trainings and retreats? No. And that was part of really evaluating like, hey, all the things that I do in a day, everything that's under this big umbrella of what I call work, right? What is it that brings me that true ecstatic absolute joy that makes me feel so aligned like this is what I'm meant to do is it like you know sitting in meetings with like company attorneys (laughs) writing out budgets for the coming year like um, you know scroll looking through resumes to hire new people is it like you know sending five thousand emails no like that side it's not what aligns me like and some people it is it's like that that side of like building a business you know like like that side of entrepreneurship like that's it Um, for me it's not it like i enjoy it for sure there's something about that that i love but it's not what makes me feel like oh my god like i'm in the zone here what is it well it's it's standing in the luna shala it is. It's sitting in circle in Luna Shala with the people that come here um, because they want to change their lives. It's giving people the tools that they need to change their lives. That that's that's it. Those moments right there. So, um, and that's how I know. No, I'm not going to stop teaching retreats and trainings. Like that's what remains um, for me. Um, what else do I really love? What else is really easy? What else never feels like a struggle or like oh like a pain? This podcast, for instance. I mean, really, hundred hundred percent. Like I said, I've missed sitting here speaking. You guys are my, you're all my therapists. (laughs) I sit here talking to you every week. You hold space for me to do that. You're all my therapists. It's like I have this little, this little staff of like 750,000 therapists (laughs) that just listen and, and hold space and help me. So I have a total personal reason of why I want to keep this podcast. 100%. I love the podcast. And then what else? Like, I don't know. I think, I think, I think that's what will remain. I'm thinking once a week, I'll start the week with like one meeting with our COO to kind of go over all the big things and big picture decisions and like things that I still, of course, want to and should be involved in, in terms of this company that we have. But I'm realizing now that, you know, turning Yoga Girl into a brand and into a community and into something that's bigger than me, it's part of me being able to step down. Totally true. Everyone can be a yoga girl. It's not just me anymore. So, I don't think I need to keep this big role in everything that I do all the time. It's kind of weird because then I get scared. I'm like, what wait, what if I tell the world I'm like going on maternity leave and then I hate it. <laughs> and then I freak out and then I hate it and I don't want to sit at home and what if this is just a phase and I just need like I just need like I just needed a week in Bonaire and now I'm good, you know. <laughs> but the way I feel right now is 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 I the, the, that feeling of like I woke up smiling yesterday, you guys, like fully. I just feel so settled in my body, so and I've only scraped the surface of that, you know? So I I have a feeling that all the other stuff like the creating and the community building, um it's probably going to just be a good thing for me to to soften into myself a little bit more I can't see this being negative for anything either for the business or for the family or for me Um, but it also scares me because it's a totally foreign thing it's a totally unknown thing Um, and I have to figure out what this kind of balance looks like for me but I know for a fact what I know is going to change is I am no way never in my life again charging my phone in my room I I mean, and, and I, I highly recommend this for everybody. Um, I've done this in phases in the past, but like the phone should be charged somewhere else. So it's not the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning. It shouldn't be the last thing you see before you go to bed at night. The last thing you do before you go to bed, you should like take a bath or a shower, maybe read a book, maybe sit in silence, light a candle, have sex, like <sighs> do something sacred, peaceful, quiet, something that makes you present in the moment and then go to bed. Don't scroll. Don't, answer emails don't uh, like mm. (laughs) and to me I've just been totally sucked up into that for this entire year and it's it's not good you guys it's not good so I know that for a fact I'm gonna get way better at you know segmenting out the use of my phone um, you know, like if I had a 9 to 5 job, what would that look like? You know, if if everything I do on my phone for instance, if that was a 9 to 5 job, then I shouldn't touch it before 9 and I shouldn't touch it after 5. <laughs> and I think if I if I'm going on semi or yoga girl version of maternity leave, um it's definitely definitely going to something big is going to change. I mean, I know it. I know it just right now like there's a beautiful sunrise this morning i'm like oh i just sat there soaked it in like i i didn't have to share that i didn't have to i didn't have to reach for my phone because it wasn't by my side <laughs> right yeah i'm uh, i'm learning you guys i'm just learning i'm just just a human being learning just like like everybody else and um, whatever changes by next week, I'll you can trust for me to speak the truth and share that from the heart too. So if I can leave you with anything for this week is to urge you to find a way to slow down. And if it bugs you that I just said that, know that I know what that feels like. <laughs> So what does that mean for you, you know, to really put everything else away and maybe slowing down doesn't even have to mean slowing down us and moving at a different pace. Maybe it just means being really present and immersed with whatever you're doing, right? So if you're really busy with your kids, then just be busy with the kids. If you're cooking or you're, you know, making breakfast for the family, then just do that. Like don't keep the TV on, turn your phone off, like wait, every- save everything else for another time. If you're watching a movie, just fucking watch that movie, you know, do one thing at a time and immerse yourself fully all the way. Like if you're at dinner with your friends, do that thing like, oh, we did that for a while and then we stopped, put all of your phones in a basket and then like put them away. You know, it's the best, it's the best solution to anything. Just be present, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, be here, wherever you are, be here. I love you guys a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot Um, thanks for holding space thanks for being so understanding and supportive and um, you might see a little less of me but I'll still be here until next week Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode and for allowing me space to wind down. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Ritual, Sunbasket, and Quip. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.